Okay, we're here again. I've got, unfortunately, another campaign update. We'll keep it short, and then we're going to have a short discussion about California leading the country in yet another category. Um, so first, we have a quick campaign update. We had a fun event today, going out, hand out some literature. We are planning another one on Sunday at Oakey Park. It is 2715 Wiseman Drive here in Sacramento. The address is actually in the description. And we do not like asking for money, but over the next three weeks, we actually do need some. So if you can spare a few dollars, please click the link. Please donate what you can. If you can't, what we ask you to do is just talk to people. Ask people to look us up. That's it. No need for a hard sell. We do the selling. Well, we actually don't do selling, but we do the talking. Just get them to look us up. That's all we ask of you. Now, on to California's poverty rate. Um, today, I read a column by Dan Walter. And in this column, he discussed that the U.S. Census has released yet another report on the poverty rates in the country. And California is yet again in effective poverty rate and leads the country. This is nothing new. They did it last year, and if memory serves, it was the year before that. Fundamentally, it is our high cost of living, which comes down to our high cost of housing. There is a reason our house, our housing costs so much. One, it's expensive to build. But two, we have a mindset that an ever-increasing property value is a good thing. You know, we all get happy when your house goes from $200,000 to $500,000. But the question is, should you be happy? I mean, if you sell and move to someplace cheap, you did well. This is true, but your community hasn't. Average people have a harder and harder time paying things like rent when property values are skyrocketing. Those two things can't be separated. And part of the problem is we've forgotten why we try to buy a house in the first place. The reason we buy houses, we buy a house in the old days was not so you could sell it and move to Florida, sell it for your retirement or, or borrow money from it so you can buy a boat. The reason you bought a house was so you had something to transfer to future generations. You built a safety net for future generations. And we have lost that in our crass search for the economic value of our property, we've forgotten the family value, the emotional value, the use value, all the other values that go along with home ownership and a homestead. Solid communities come from having solid roots. You can't have solid roots if people are moving in and out constantly. We need to rethink what property value really means. Is it what you can sell it for? Or is it what you can do with it over time? Can you pass it off to your family? Can you run your business out of your garage? Can you work from home? Can you homeschool your children? All the various issues that surround your home. A home is not an investment in your economic future. 
It's an investment in your family's future. It's an investment in future generations. It's an investment in your community. We lose all that value when government policy tries to protect property values as defined by theoretical resale value. We've forgotten to balance that. You know, along with high property values come higher mortgage payments, higher interest, higher property taxes, higher insurance payments. And that means everybody who has to pay those higher costs have to recoup those costs from somewhere. And the end consumer pays all costs and that end consumer is the poor people of California. And that is why we have a high poverty rate. So what do we do about it? We change our mindset. We start to think about buying property, not for ourselves, for our great grandchildren. Not so the government can have more tax revenue for our great grandchildren. Not so we can move and retire to Florida for our great grandchildren. That is the American dream. Thank you for your time. Good night and love everyone.